1: God bless football, Billy. Uh, Week eight is upon us in the NFL. Week eight, Billy. It's already week eight in the NFL. How about that? Uh, I think it's week seven. Okay, it's week eight in the college football season. God bless football. God bless football, (laughs) Stugatz. You like that recovery right there? Yeah, smooth. Last night to kick off week seven in the NFL, we were treated to the shittiest game in the history of football. (laughs) You
2: know what I was thinking, Stugatz, this morning? Um, Because I knew we were going to talk about this game and it wasn't the best, right? So I was trying to think of the NFL really needs a good nickname, like the association, right? Because you can't be like, oh, I was a real stinker in the league last night, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because it's National Football League and the NBA is National Basketball Association. But you could just say like, oh, really bad one in the association last night. But the NFL needs a name like that. What could it be?
1: Huh. So the association is actually in the name. It's mm-hmm. in, you know, MBA. That's what the A in MBA is for association. Uh, by the way, the I'm Association aware. Thanks, Phil. The Association got a great one last night. Steph Curry, forty five points Man. to knock off the clippers, I mean. <laughs> Are the Bucks
2: in trouble? Have they lost a step?
1: The Milwaukee Bucks, because yeah. they lost to the heap. I like it well six thousand six thousand points you're right and i'm not certain even if drew holiday plays if he scores six uh, six thousand and one points i don't think so, he has ever <laughs> in his career right? yeah <laughs> total um i don't know I don't think, uh, do you think the bucks are in trouble i don't know how
2: about we just call it the national for national football league but it doesn't roll off the tongue i don't like it
1: how about we call it the league you don't like the league we could do the it yes yeah rough you one last like night it? in the league what would you say if we got a stinker in Major League Baseball? What would you say?
2: I would say no one watched. Probably no one would be aware.
1: <laughs>
2: it's so bad. The games are too late. We don't need to. We don't need to do this again. God bless really? football.
1: God bless football. That even when you get a stinker, uh, it outrates anything going on in Major League Baseball. Yeah. <laughs> Case Keenum, huh? Uh he's got the goods, dude. <laughs> Billy, put it on the poll. Are the Browns better without Baker Mayfield? Oh, Lord. (laughs) Just to make my settings split. All right. Are the Browns better without Baker Mayfield? Does Case Keenum have the goods, dude? Okay. Um, Was that the worst football game ever played? I
2: mean, too many
1: polls. Uh, It's just three. I mean, it's just three. Uh, Hey, Deshaun Watson,
2: huh? (laughs) He was was for sure traded, and then he he just wasn't. And now no one really knows what's going to happen. But what's going to happen is that something will happen after we record this, and then we'll also look stupid for not getting it right. But it was like a done deal reported out of Houston. He's going to go to Miami. And two is out of Miami. And then Uh nothing just happened with that.
1: I can tell you what happened, though.
2: Mm, What happened?
1: More more teams got involved. That's what happened. Mm, And they started and they started to sweeten the pot yeah more teams jumped into the mix on deshaun watson who hasn't been charged officially with anything yet he is on the uh the texans roster so Uh, but he hasn't played. He hasn't played a down of football, and the Dolphins are a very desperate football team, not certain if their quarterback is good, and those rumors started to pop out, and it seemed like a deal was eminent, and I'm telling you what happened, Billy, is other teams jumped into the mix here, and perhaps they're offering better deals than what the Dolphins are offering, and this thing could take some time, and you're right, it's probably going to break right after we release, God bless, football.
2: I mean, (laughs) This one is bad for the Dolphins, I think, as it could have, right? Because yeah, they, didn't, they yes. didn't make the deal. They don't appear to have been the people that were leaking that because why would they be leaking it to local people in Houston? right? And now it's kind of out there. Hey, they don't have really faith in Tua, or so it would appear.
1: So it's out there. They don't have faith in Tua. They are not sold. They have no conviction on Tua as to whether or not he'll be a long-term solution to quarterback. The only thing I'll say is... It doesn't matter how good Tua is, it would be hard for me to fathom that he'll ever be as good as Deshaun Watson. Like most quarterbacks, Billy, that play in the NFL are never going to be as good as Deshaun Watson is. I think the other thing that happened was, listen, the Dolphins still have everything you need to go out and get Deshaun Watson if indeed you want to go get Deshaun Watson. They have the young quarterback in Tua, they have a bunch of first-round picks over the next two or three drafts. So if they want to get that deal done, they should be able to get that deal done, but... Again, you have other teams in the mix, and we'll have to see uh, if the Texans are indeed going to be willing to trade Deshaun Watson. The Texans want what they want for Deshaun Watson, and I don't think they're going to budge from that, even though uh, he is under a whole cloud of suspicion right now uh, with all these cases. So it's going to be interesting. But yeah, this is the worst possible case for the Dolphins. You didn't get him. You've told your quarterback you're not sold on him. And you might never get Deshaun Watson to be stuck with the quarterback that you are not sold on. (laughs) And you get all the bad publicity, like, had you
2: had traded for him, which you didn't actually do.
1: Right. But you were willing to do. After saying all you wanted was high-character guys in your organization. Yeah. Right. Yeah. God bless football. (laughs) They're all liars, Billy. (laughs) Really? Yes. (laughs) Well, you, you think Brian Flores wouldn't sell his soul to keep his job and win a Super Bowl? I, I don't
2: know. I don't know much about Brian Flores and the status of his soul. You know? Can you sell your soul more than once? No, right?
1: I have. Hmm. God bless football. On a daily basis. <laughs> Multiple times per day. So the answer is yes. So you, guys, you want to compete
2: against us in fantasy? Well, I guess it's not compete against us because you're participating. How do you do it? You go to dkng.co slash Lebitard. Weekly fantasy last week not a great performance by me. I think I was back in the six hundreds. Oh, yeah. I think How'd the five dollar win was was the high for me. I think that's where I'm gonna I'm gonna peak.
1: I got two oh four whatever I was. Are you even tracking what I do? You don't care.
2: I don't know how to find you. Like I don't know your username and you know it's,
1: fi- it's Finney Gators Jets. That's who I am. Is it Finny? really? Yeah, Finny, my dog Gators yeah. Jets. Yeah, that's think- the username. The thing is, is that there's like a thousand people.
2: So I'd have to scroll through all of them just to see how you finish, where you could easily just go on and check yourself. And then yeah, you just go to like my contest or whatever. And then it'll show you how you I want finish. money, Bill. I want money. No, you did not.
1: I did. Oh,
2: I did worse than I thought. I what finished 873rd. Not great. Oh, no, out
1: no. Of how, many, out of how many people?
2: You know, the problem
1: <laughs> just is, answer the question. I mean, Justin
2: <laughs> Herbert got me 12 points. Not that right. anyone cares. And Austin Eckler got me nine points. A bad week to pick those two guys. Well, yeah. Thank you. God's. And Devonte right. Adam got me 12 points. So yeah, right. no one performed. Then, then there's always, you know how it is. You have like $2,000 left and you still have a slot. So you have to find somewhere to throw the $2,000 to not give up some people. Well, I guess you don't know how it is because I don't know how it is because I never win. This is John Ross the third. Yeah. on the Giants, okay? Yeah. Zero points him. for me. Yeah. yeah. This is the second week in a row that I take him. Last yeah. week, he scored a touchdown at the end, and then they reviewed it, and they took it away. And I think right. that that got me out of the money, but I was so close last week. No one cares about this. Billy, can I ask you a question
1: though? No, people do care about this. they will. Zach Pascal, party.
2: another one. Zero points for me. I don't even know if that's how you pronounce
1: his well, name. Well, so, so you picked him. He's from the Colts. You picked him the week T.Y. was coming back. What are you doing? Like, <laughs> you want to consult me next time? <laughs> I had like $1,200 left or something that I needed to spend. But, I need to plug some holes. This is my question. If you leave yourself when you're drafting your DraftKings team, okay? if you leave yourself even $100, but you like your roster, will you still throw a guy back in because you want to make sure you use all your money? Of course. <laughs> of course. But what if you like your roster? I never
2: like my roster. I need to stop screaming. It's too early for this. The problem is this them Herbert and this Eckler getting me no points and Adams, they're the ones that need to be getting me the points to account right. for the zero points that other people are getting me. And to account for the fact that I need to take the Lions defense who gave up 34 points to the Bengals and only scored me three points because I need the big money people to be getting me on the points and they're getting me 12 points every week.
1: I understand that. I would suggest evening out your roster in terms of salary a bit. don't make I don't it so know what top I'm doing, heavy.
2: OK? I don't know what I'm doing.
1: But, Billy, you get an average salary per player. It says it right there. I on don't Draft want Kings. that. I want stars. <laughs>
2: That's why I keep finishing in 800th place.
1: I want Kish. <laughs> God bless football. You want to talk to Golik? Yeah, I would love to talk to Golik. I love Golik. Let's talk to Golik. Ah, look at that. A God bless football hats. Mm-hmm. I'm so happy to see that. Where are we broadcasting from today?
3: I am in my dining room because Chris, I usually downstairs, but Chris is on a... She's on the board for Pop Warner and she's on a big call with them. So I got to watch the dogs because of this new dog peeing and pooing in the house.
1: How many dogs have you had, Mike?
3: Oh, have I had? Oh my God. Seven, eight, I guess. We always have multiples.
1: How do you, uh, how do I negotiate this? My daughters, my dog's getting kind of old, but in good health. And my daughters want a puppy. Here's the problem. My daughters are off to college next year. Then it becomes my puppy. puppy
4: yeah that, that's a hard no yeah now <laughs> yeah.
1: i will be honest with you there is a part of me that wants uh, a puppy as well um and has no issue taking care of the dog once the girls go off to college my wife wants nothing to do with any of this so <laughs> you got advice for me <laughs> that's that's tough because once yes. your
3: kids go then you are you're the responsible one because your wife doesn't want the dog and you're not a responsible one because <laughs> I would say it'd be great to get it now. That way your daughters would get a year with the dog and help you train the dog. You know, if you're going to get one anyway, I would get it while they're there. That way they can help you because when they're gone, it doesn't sound like you're getting
4: much help. This sounds pretty simple to me. It's get the dog if you want the dog, but don't pretend it's for your daughters. Yeah. And and don't expect help from Abby.
1: Yeah. Right. But my daughters are putting unnecessary pressure on me, Mikey. Do you understand? Sure.
4: Sure. But in the end, they're going to college in a year.
1: But, but I guess it might be it, like that's such a kid thing to do. Hey dad, we want a new dog, but we're only going to be around for a year to take care of it, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah.
3: Why would you expect anything different? Uh, God bless football, Mike. Yes, God bless football. But
1: listen, Billy and I were laughing on the phone the other day because you're the perfect person to ask this question. All right, so we're going back to last week's NFL game. Right. So you're you're old school, Mike. So I'm really interested in what your thoughts are here. I have a feeling I know what you're going to say, but Billy. So I was off. And Billy was getting attacked by the entire show, our show. Levitar, the entire gang, all right? He thinks the Bills in that uh, Titans-Bills game that they should have extended the game and kicked a field goal. So, Mike, with back in that spot with that team, do you extend the game and go into overtime or do you go for it on fourth and inches every single time?
3: Go for it. You absolutely go for it. it. You've got a quarterback that I size. I don't even care about the play. The play was fine. You can always tell when a quarterback's going to quarterback sneak, then they have that staggered stance. He just, he slipped. You know, there was good penetration by Simmons from the Titans, but he also slipped. You could see his foot kind of kind of went out from under him, and there was good defensive line penetration. But without question, I do
4: that 100 out of 100 times.
1: Mikey, what are you laughing at? You probably gave a great
4: answer right there. And all I hear is the dog snoring and it's the funniest thing I hear. (laughs) (laughs) He's he's breathing like me going up ten steps.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah, that's that, spoiler alert. Yeah, the noise everybody hears—that's my four-month-old English bulldog snorting by the microphone. Sorry, if I don't, I don't hold even, him, it's if awesome. I, if I don't hold him, we'd be peeing and pooping in the house somewhere. So I no, like, we,
1: we we create content that puts uh, yeah. dogs to sleep. Yeah. Mike. but yes, I,
3: I go for that in a heartbeat right. with with that size quarterback yes. and the, that without a doubt. And,
1: and they couldn't stop Derrick Henry, I and mean, it's it's insane. No. Mike, have you ever seen anything like Derrick
3: Henry? My brother Bob played against Earl Campbell, right? Uh, both in uh, the college, uh, they played against each other when Notre Dame beat Texas in the Cotton Bowl to win the national championship. You know, Earl Campbell was the uh, was the running back then, and Ooh. then in the pros as well. And I played against Christian Okoye. For the you young people wow. who don't remember Christian Okoye, Google him. Large freaking human being. Yes, but but didn't have, I don't believe, had the speed of Derrick Henry, and maybe not even the size, quite honestly. Derrick Henry is a freak, and The one thing he's done better, too, and because it wasn't asked a lot of him in Alabama, backs aren't asked to catch the ball a lot in Alabama because they always have great wide receivers and tight ends. But he has done a great job, and Tennessee has done a great job, of having him catch the ball a little more out of the backfield. Because imagine that freight train on a free ticket, you know, to the outside, where, you know, he's already in space on you. He just pulverizes people with his shoulder, with his forearm, with his stiff arm, I mean. It is ridiculously unfair. And if you look through the, the, the annals of history at 2,000 yards rushers, look at them the next year. They never get anywhere near the 2,000 yards. He is on pace. I Crazy. believe he's on pace for the same or more. Crazy. Now, why it wasn't as bad for D. Lyman is we get to hit him before he's at full speed. Sure. You know but once he gets through to the second level on a backer or a DB, Man, you kidding me? You got to go tackle his ankle.
1: Mike McCoy was 6'1, 254. Uh, Henry 6'3, like 248. Like it's it's a good comparison, but it's a great comparison, by you.
3: yeah. Yeah, Okoye, let me tell you, he he could drop his shoulder on you as well, but uh I can't sit here and say we won't see anything like Derrick Henry again because guys are freaks today. I go down in the field doing a college game every week and look at these linemen and linebackers and I'm just I'm just amazed at their size and their way that they move. They they just keep getting bigger and better. It's unreal.
1: Were you afraid? Th- I, I mean, listen, it's you're a football player, so afraid. I don't know. I like guys don't like to admit this, but. I mean, Mike, you got a sensitive side. You could you have this. Were you afraid? Like, were there certain guys, if they came at you, like a Koye, were you like, man, I don't want anything to do with that? No, 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 no. I, I was, <laughs> never? No, never? I, never. I, I was, no, n- never we Full afraid. steam? Like, just no. full steam ahead? No.
3: Again, I never got the brunt of a full steam right. steam ahead running right. being yes. on the D-line. Now, yes. you know, if you're a safety and, and you got – You know, Derrick Henry busting through right up the middle, and all of a sudden it's you and the safety. You know, what are you going to do? Then, then, you know, you start thinking about self-preservation a little bit, but... I was never in that position. And when you're six five, you know, 300 pounds, you know, and you have all that testosterone and you're a professional football player, you really don't get, get scared of of a whole lot. Doesn't mean you don't get your ass kicked, which I did on multiple occasions, but I was just, you know, from my father at an early age, you get up and you play the next play and you think you're going to win the next play. So that's what you do. Uh, but yeah, there's never really any, any fear
1: involved. Uh, Mike, what would be your college football playoff right now? Well, I mean,
3: I would put Cincinnati in it for sure. Okay. Uh, I'd put Oklahoma, and I would put Georgia, and I would probably put Alabama. So who's that leaving out? You're leaving out Ohio State. You're leaving out Michigan. You're leaving out Penn State. You're leaving out Oregon, uh, who has a loss. But I'm just thinking even Bama with a loss, I would, I would still put them in. So that's probably the four uh, I would go with right now with, a, with more than a few teams, a handful of teams, just on the outside looking in at this point.
4: Mike, I feel like for the last like four weeks, we've said, yeah, Cincinnati's not going to get in because they're going to need this to happen and this to happen to this happen. It feels like every week one of those things is happening. Are we going to get Cincinnati in the playoff if they can win out? So you're getting the
3: perfect storm. You can get Alabama knocked out of it if Georgia beats them in the SEC championship game, because know this, if Alabama beats Georgia, they're both in. So that's two spots. And nobody's going from the ACC. Are you going to have an undefeated team in the Big 12? Is it going to be Oklahoma or Oklahoma State? They play the last week of the season. Then they'll probably have to turn around and play again for the Big 12 championship. You may have a one-loss. Ohio State seems to be peaking at the right time. You may have a one-loss Big Ten champ. What else helps Cincinnati? Iowa losing. Uh, Now, I didn't think Iowa was going to go undefeated, but them losing helps Cincinnati. Notre Dame needs to keep winning to help Cincinnati. And one of the the, the biggest crocs in this whole 13-person committee when they try and say style points don't count anymore. That's a bunch of bullshit. They're 13 human beings. If Cincinnati beats Navy this week 21-20 or they beat them 52-3, don't tell me. it's a committee's not saying well, it's just the same to us. Bullshit. It's not. You know, And Cincinnati knows it. Cincinnati knows they have to drill everybody and that's what they've been doing. They need to drill everybody and Notre Dame needs to keep winning and georgia beating alabama would be monstrous because that would take away another spot but right now yes i mean we all keep saying they're not going to get in they're not going to get in well maybe they're going to get in well wow that happened they might get in we're almost creating that perfect storm now for let's play out some
1: scenarios this is interesting to me because so mike we agree if georgia beats alabama alabama's out so that we all agree with okay yes uh, if any team could survive that, by the way, we also agree it's Alabama.
3: <laughs> be Alabama. If there's going to be a two-loss team ever, it's going to be Alabama.
1: Okay, yeah. so so <laughs> what if both teams went out, Bama and Georgia, and Bama beats Georgia by 20 plus points? Both in. They're both getting in. Okay. Both in, even if it's a blowout. Okay. What if Georgia, Cincy, and Oklahoma win out, which means Alabama loses. Cincy obviously gets in in that scenario.
3: Yes, I think since he gets in, Oklahoma gets in, um, Georgia is in, and then I think you're looking at the Big Ten champ
1: being in. Because
3: the Big Ten champ most likely will just have one loss. Which would be interesting, though, I sit there and say, because what if it is Ohio State, and what if Oregon runs the table and wins a Pac-12 championship, and they only have one loss, I believe it was to Stanford, but they beat Ohio State. So the committee would actually have a head-to-head to look at but by then, if Ohio State beat Michigan and Michigan State when it's they were undefeated, the yeah. mm-hmm. that, that, that looks great, obviously, on their on their resume.
4: So LSU and Ed Orgeron they've agreed to part ways at the end of the season. How good is that job at LSU?
3: Well, I mean, listen, you get you get quality athletes every year. You you just look at the drafts. You get drafted draftable players. Every single year. So it's not like you're not getting the player. So I think that is an awesome job. You tell me you can have the LSU job or the USC job. I mean, now, LSU is in a tougher conference, though. That's a thing, you know, of of what you have in the SEC, of what you have to play, as opposed to the Pac-12. So your road may be a little easier if you go to USC, but I'll say this, they're going to go to a 12-team playoff. Right. So that opens up more spots for you to make it, even Excellent. if you don't win the SEC. So I think LSU is a phenomenal job. And it just seems like they, they've been wanting Ed Orger on out forever, and then he goes and wins a, a national title. And you'd think it would buy him more time. But, unfortunately for Ed, there may be some things that come out.
1: That have already come out and will continue to come out. He yeah. celebrated the hell out of winning that national championship.
3: Yeah, yeah. There may be some <laughs> things uh, that 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 come out that, that don't have to do with football. Uh, that were part of this as well. So we'll have to wait and see.
1: Uh, Mike, how, th- this was infuriating to me. How does Florida and Oklahoma leave their best quarterbacks on the bench? It's their job to win games. It's their job to put their team in the best position to win games, play the best quarterback. How are their best quarterbacks on the on the sideline? How do they leave their best quarterbacks on the bench for half the season? Uh, I,
3: yeah, it's a great question. It's a great question. You, you always want to think, you know, your play matters and best player Gets on the field, and maybe in some of these cases, it's close, and there's a reason they're going with the other guy. You know, all of a sudden, you got a freshman at Oklahoma taking over for everybody. Was talking about Spencer Rattler, Bye. saying you know, wh- you know how good of a quarterback he was going to be, and now, all of a sudden, you know, you get this young kid coming in doing a great job. So, I mean, it's also a sign of of good recruiting that you can have mm-hmm. another guy that can step in True. and get the yeah. job done. So that there's something to that as well, but. Yeah, you know, it's never pure, you know, sometimes it just is not pure. Um, Sometimes there could be promises made um, and you just kind of have to work through the whole thing. Yeah, sometimes it's not fair.
1: Got kind of Interesting. All right. We're going to get you out of here. Uh, a quick uh, tweet from Sid Golic this week. I wanted to uh, just run by you at Sid Golic on Twitter. She's a great follow. She really is. She is. She yeah, is something yeah, else. Yes, yeah. Uh, I
3: got to tell you what I did for her, too, after you read me this quote.
1: All right. So uh, here's the uh, here's the uh, tweet. Dad FaceTime's me. Hey, so you still wanting to cut your wedding cake with a sword? I am on my way to the world's largest knife store right now. Please elaborate, Mike. <laughs>
3: Phenomenal! This was phenomenal. So uh, I'm in Knoxville yes. doing the game, the Tennessee game, where at the end of the game, some of the fans started throwing water bottles onto the right. field and delayed it for about 25 minutes. Mm. But that morning, I knew there was. I think it was called Smoky Mountain Mountain something. It's the largest knife store in the world. Right. So and I knew Sid had talked about Sid and Ben had talked about cutting the cake with a sword. So I did. I Facetimed. I said, "You still want to do that?" She said, "Yeah." I said, well, I got the largest knife store in the world, five minutes from me, so I'm going over there and I'll FaceTime it from there. And guys, I'm telling you, it ain't no lie. It's a friggin' big knife store. (laughs) It is the largest I've ever seen in my life. I walk in and and it's so odd. You walk in and you find a worker. Can you point me to the sword section? (laughs) It turns out they wanted a katana, which is like a Japanese, like a samurai sword because they're lightweight and they're sharp. Now, here's where Sydney is Sydney. There's a whole bunch of these katana swords. And it turns out they're Game of Thrones swords. I mean, everything. But they were like, those are all probably too heavy. So, you know, let's go with the katana. It'll be lighter. So I'm I'm FaceTiming her. And, you know, FaceTime's a decent picture. It's not a great picture. And I got two swords in my hands. And I'm not saying a word about the price, okay? And and they look kind of similar. They're really nice, really sharp. I I show both to her, and she said, Oh, definitely that one on the left. I'm like... Okay, why? She said, it looks like it's the real deal. The one in my right hand was $52. The one in my left hand that she picked. Was six hundred <laughs>
1: and twenty-seven she, dollars. She picked it she immediately. It. <laughs> I mean, now, and these
3: were these were handmade in Japan. So right. somehow she smelled that through the phone. Right. So yes. that's the sword I bought, and it's getting shipped out to her uh, at Arizona right now. So yeah, she's they're using, and then they're going to engrave it and hang it up in their house. Make no mistake, Sydney will cut herself. She will get this sword. She had a she had a she had a crossbow in college. Make no mistake, she'll injure herself. She will she just will, I just hope it won't be bad:
1: No, it's very smart to uh, have people drinking for hours <laughs> and then handling a sword right what, what's what's the problem? The, wa- the waiver everybody has to sign when they walk into the place) <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh my God. You mean that God. doesn't go on with your daughters too? They don't talk about buying swords or knives or anything like that?
1: Nope, never, Mike. Nope. Yeah. They don't talk. Yeah. Well, I mean, they, listen, they buy their fair shit, you know, but we haven't gotten the swords yet. <laughs> yeah,
4: you'll, you'll get there. Our sword not, budget was so small for our wedding. Yeah. I just, may, yeah. Maybe
3: not a sword, but it'll be something. It'll be something with them where you're going to think of me. You're going to go, okay. Shit, yeah. Okay, this this is my sword moment. You're gonna you're gonna have one with them.
1: I've already positioned you as an uncle to them, so I'll just say, hey, go ask Uncle Mike. Oh. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you know what? That's a smart move.
1: That's a smart move. Feel free to do the same with me, but I, I have a feeling you don't want me around your kids at all. Influencing them. Listen, <laughs> you've experienced you've experienced it with your son, going Junior. Listen, and that's enough for you. My kids right? can't
3: be influenced anymore. You've already touched had fingers on Mike. That have influenced him in a way I'll never get back, and he <laughs> he did it in a tweet. He he did he just did it. For some reason, the the massage chair that me and Mike and Jake got for Chris for a Mother's Day came up yeah. uh, just yesterday, I guess. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a great gift. We went to a show. Oh, it, somebody tweeted that sharper images are closed now. And, oh wow! And so this is years, a couple of decades ago, that we're at a sharper image shopping for Mother's Day for Chris. And me and the boys all sit in a massage chair, a sharper image, and we liked it. We said, let's get her this. thinking, she'll like it, and of course, we can use it. Mm-hmm. So we brought it home. She hated it. Mm-hmm. She didn't like it. And this went on my Mike and Mike show, me, Trey, and Mike, all through the years. About is this a good gift or not? It's not like I bought her a vacuum cleaner. I bought her a <laughs> massage chair that she can sit in and relax in. Mm-hmm. She hated it, thought it was a horrible gift. I got crushed by everybody. So Mike just mentioned it today because somebody tweeted, sharper images closed. So Mike went through that whole story about how we all bought it. And his last line was, though I blame my dad because he's the one who made the purchase.
1: So he still <laughs> got no, me. He oh, absolutely still me right at the end. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Listen, my rankings for your kids this week would be Mike Junior one, Sid two, Jake three. I imagine Jake's at the top again this week for you. Jake,
3: Jake is without question, without question at the top, without question. Sydney hasn't done anything wrong, but she's just costing me so much money. Mike, without question, Mike is below. Mike is below my dog Ted, who is shitting all over the house. Mike's below that.
1: Okay, that, right. that's yeah. All right, go 10 to 10. Uh, God bless football. But I I am interested real quick, Mike, the longest amount of time you've spent in one of those massage chairs in a sharper image with no intention of buying it that day.
3: (laughs) Oh, God, I'd say 45 minutes or so. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I fell asleep in the one we bought for Chris. She came home. I was in my underwear with food on my chest that I had spilled out of my mouth because I fell asleep in that massage chair at home in my underwear, and she was disgusted with me, which is really just another day. Uh, Uh Uh-oh. He's frozen. Ladies and gentlemen, the stew, (laughs) just the way we like him. Frozen, where you can see his face, but for once in his friggin' life, his lips aren't moving. I think we should all just take a moment. A just one one quick moment of silence and enjoy us looking at Stu without any sounds coming out of his mouth. What a great moment. <laughs> a great- I, I, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I don't know what can top this moment, Mikey. I don't know. God bless football. God bless football, everyone.
1: Alright, let's get to this week's edition of Steve Gots. I am on fire. Combined last week. Six and two in college, five and three in the NFL, eleven and five overall. You are welcome. Now Billy told me to do these faster. Five games in college, five games in the NFL. He told me to do them faster, so I'm gonna do it faster. Let's get right to the game. Week eight in the college football season. Virginia Tech at home. They're taking on Syracuse. Virginia Tech is minus three. I have the Hokies winning by seven points. They cover the spread. Oklahoma State is on the road. They're taking on Iowa State. Oklahoma State coming off a big win, undefeated. Have playoff aspirations. Have no idea why they're getting seven points. Plus, they have a very good defense. I have no idea why Mike Gundy and them boys are getting seven points, but they're getting seven points. So I am going to take Oklahoma State, Clemson at Pitt. Everyone making a big deal about Pitt, forgetting about the run that Clemson's been on for, oh, I don't know, about the last decade. Now, I'm not saying this is a normal Clemson team. They're clearly not as good, but Pitt ain't that good. Clemson's getting three points. They're on the road. They're at Pitt. I have Clemson winning the game outright. They win by seven points, which means the Tigers cover the spread. Ohio State. They are just going to roll everyone because style points mean something to this college football committee. They are minus 21 on the road at Indiana. Ohio State wins by 31 points. They cover the spread. Texas A&M, the Aggies just getting rolling after that big win over Alabama. They are minus 20 at home against a bad South Carolina team. I have Texas A&M. By 28 points, four touchdowns at home over the Gamecocks. BC at Louisville. Louisville is a six-point favorite. Louisville should not be favored by six points over anyone. BC's actually pretty good. Decent football team. I have Louisville winning the game. BC covering. They're getting six points. Louisville by a field goal. Mike Ryan's Miami Hurricane. No, I'm not taking that. But they're playing NC State, and NC State might be the best team in the ACC. Uh, NC State's on the road here. They are a three-point favorite. I have the Wolfpack beating the Hurricanes by ten points on the road. They cover. NFL, five and three last week. We head to week seven. I'm doing this fast. Five NFL games. Packers. Minus eight at home against the football team. Packers win by two touchdowns. The Titans plus five and a half at home against the Chiefs. Both teams can score. Chiefs don't play any defense. Titans, eh, once in a while, they'll play defense. I have the Titans plus five and a half. Chiefs win by a field goal, which means Tennessee covers. The Bengals plus six and a half. A show me something game. They will show me something. They're on the road against Baltimore. The Ravens win. They win by a point, which means the Bengals cover the six and a half. The Raiders miraculously put all that distraction aside. They get a big win last week. They'll do it again this week. They're at home against an Eagles team that I'm not certain is any good. The Raiders, by 10 points at home, they're minus three over the Eagles. Cardinals, minus 17 and a half over the Texans at home. The Cardinals, never in my lifetime did I ever think they would be a 17.5-point favorite, but they're that good combined with the Texans being that bad. And I have the Cardinals and Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury and them boys winning that game at home by 24 points. The Colts, plus 4.5 on the road against the Niners. Niners aren't that good. Colts aren't that bad. Niners win by a field goal. Colts cover those are the picks, plus my super teaser of the week. By the way, I'm not giving you the seasonal record because everything is being protested. Everything is under review. I don't think Billy is keeping track. He said I have 14 losses in the NFL. There is no way. Absolutely no way. I have more than 10 losses for the season in the NFL, and Billy has me at 14. It's all under review. Anyway, the teaser of the week. I am 2-1 and one on the teaser of the week. I have the Packers. You tease them down to minus two at home against the football team with the Cardinals. You tease them down to 11 and a half at home against the Texans. Those are the picks. I'm going undefeated. I am on a heater right now. Good luck, everyone. So we have Jabba Chamberlain on. What? Uh, What's happening? God bless football, Jabba. How are you, man? Same shit, different toilet. So, uh, Jabba, we're we're having you on. You're friends with Mojo. You're friends with Rob Gronkowski. Rob, last week when they joined us. And I think perhaps the most epic of... Well, Rob, why don't you go ahead and oh, describe Chris, the part?
0: His name's oh, Chris. Chris. You Oh man. I, I, I call oh
1: man.
2: What's happening? I thought we were friends.
1: I, I, listen, listen it's my yearning to want to get Rob on this podcast wow. to be honest with you and Chris <laughs> I'm happy no, no, with Chris. no I, I'm totally happy with Chris but now I feel terrible Chris I have to ask you will you forgive me my bad yeah
5: for sure for sure let's move on
1: so let me try this Not- again Jabba Chris was was describing a party to us and he said it was the most epic of parties and you were a big part of that party so, so we'll have
5: Chris- house party house party
1: Okay, so I want Chris to describe the party again, and then I want to get Jabba's versions of the same exact party, the same event. So, Chris, you go ahead and you describe what this party was like.
5: For sure. So, I rated it the top house party ever. Not like overall party, but top house party, right? And it started off, I mean, Water Balloon Launcher was kind of uh, early in the day, is what I would say. It was probably his first, first move it. of the day. What was it first move?
6: Wow. Yeah, you guys yes. just woke up and decided you wanted to destroy the house. It's literally the first thing that happened that
5: day. No, no. The <laughs> first the first thing that happened was I actually started doing funnels like right when I woke up. Yes. Of course. <laughs> yeah. I, I still remember that. And then uh then we started to do water balloon launchers, but full cans of beer. And then uh eventually I took one off my chest, had a huge welt there. Uh towards the end of it, a with, with big water balloon fight. Uh hundreds of, of one dollar bills were in the pool. People were swimming around getting them. Um the next day, the whole pool was, like, just black because uh, the filter was clogged with $1 bills. <laughs> and, uh, at some point, I think someone was trying to jump off the roof as well into oh. the pool. I think we missed
7: that. Oh,
5: was that that same party, Mitchell?
6: Yeah. yeah, yeah, that happened. All right. So,
7: Jabba,
1: how do you remember this party?
7: <laughs> well, it definitely started by us waking them up. They were just getting up. So, we get there. And if I remember right, Rob had just had surgery. Oh, God. <laughs> Oh God. Oh no. So he was playing he was playing bartender. Oh yeah. He and was. then yeah, he was playing bartender. And then they decided that, hey, this is a great job. Let's get the water balloon launch. In. And then they wanted to have a water balloon fight. And I was like, well, that's probably not a good idea if I'm on the other team. And of course, Rob wanted to be on the other side. And the best part about it was Mojo and I were talking about this. You forget, at one point, I picked up a jar of nuts and grabbed an almond. And it's stuck in Rob's neck. I threw it across the pool. Right. And it got stuck. In, and Rob like grabbed his neck and the the almond was like literally like in his neck. And <laughs> I was like, I told you it wasn't a good idea. I told I was like, that's not, it's not where you need to be. And then Mojo decides, he's like, Hey, do you have your backpack? And I was like, yeah. And then next thing you know, the bottom of the pool is covered in ones and people are (laughs) swimming like mad people and just going hammer time. Wait, so the singles was my fault? Yeah. Remember you said, hey, do you have
6: your backpack? It was your money? Yeah. (laughs) I (laughs) feel like Robin Hood in this story. Am I like a hero? So I took the backpack of money and distributed it to the people? Is that what you're saying? Oh, you went hammer time. You're literally like, it was, well, it was me
7: and BJ (laughs) and we both had our backpacks
1: BJ up in. Right.
7: And literally you're like, give it to me. And then grabbed it. (laughs) And literally everybody just started swimming around the pool and mojo goes hammer time and just starts chucking the pool and people just swimming left and right. And at that point, Nobody kind of knew what was going on, so everybody just kind of went their own way. And then by the end of it, the pool was not blue anymore. (laughs) It was green and other colors because there was just ones on the bottom of the pool and you just couldn't see it. How much
1: money was it, Java?
7: Oh, shoot. I mean, I think I at least brought 10 and I think BJ (laughs) brought 10 as well.
6: Oh my god. Oh my god. Ten thousand. Yeah.
1: No, no, we, we got it, Mojo. We got not, not ten signals. <laughs> Wait. So, so you you we showed up with ten k and left with how much? With nothing? I have no idea. All I do remember
7: is I literally <laughs> got in my Rolls Royce soaking wet with two chicks that I had no idea who they were.
6: The yeah. <laughs> Oh, my
2: God. Mojo, how'd you forget that you're the one that was throwing all the money everywhere last week when you told us this?
6: The, well, so this is what is the problem. You know, this was maybe the greatest house party ever, but similar instances like that happen so frequently during this time, it's hard to uh, keep track of them all. If those walls could talk, oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, no, man, they were not. all damaged. <laughs> oh. <He'd> say, Ow. <laughs> they were all damaged. What a great response. So, Jabba, what happened with the water balloons? Because Chris told us a the story. There was a water balloon fight that broke out at this legendary party. So, go. At, do you remember this, Jabba, at all? Well, it
7: was literally it started while they were just throwing them off the balcony. And then all of a sudden, as competitors as we are, we're like, well, let's get teams and let's just go at it. And then you got all the girls and everything around. So now you're like, OK, well, you start people were starting to hiding behind the house, going on the balcony and just literally just trying to lawn dart everybody in the face. And it was yeah. some some of them didn't break and they kind of hurt. I'm, I'm not going to lie about that.
1: All right, so we're told uh Chris, correct me if I'm wrong, that that Jabba was pelting people with water balloons at a very uh at a very high velocity. Uh is that is that the way you remember it, Chris?
5: Yeah, at least at least 95 I would say.
6: Um, okay. Yeah. Well, you, he said it himself, think about this. He threw an almond. One almond which has amazing. no weight. Like how how fast and how far can you possibly throw, throw a single almond? And if he threw it fast and far enough to literally lodge in Rob's neck and get mm-hmm. stuck there, imagine <laughs> what they were doing with water balloons where there actually is some weight and there's some whiplash effect Way worse is
1: the answer. So, Jabba, you're launching water balloons now because the party, the party's getting out of hand. You're throwing them very, very fast. Do you remember, like, did you have a couple of targets, people you were trying to hit with the water balloons? Well, 100% I'm trying to hit Rob. I mean, let's
7: just, <laughs> as athletes, athlete, you're just he trying. He just had I mean, surgery. Like, well, see, that's his own fault. It wasn't a yeah. fault. I was still trying to get it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, He was he was still partaking. So I was like, hey, you're you can be a victim just as well. I think we were just trying to get everybody at that point. And I remember everybody started like shifting around the pool, hiding behind pillars and going to the balcony at some point. Yeah, it was. I mean, there were people everywhere just trying to to get one up on each other. And it was uh, it was definitely an epic day.
1: Mojo, what I need from you next week is I need the checklist of all the things you guys go through to make sure you have at a party. Okay, we need to find this checklist, all right, Mojo?
6: <laughs> we had um like an alcohol sponsorship at the house at of course three olives. You remember this? They would yeah. three olives would drop mm-hmm. off fifty bottles every two weeks, and we put them on the kitchen island and organize them like a pyramid, like bowling pins. And then we had the guest list. Oh, yeah, there was like a boat and four jet skis out back, too. So that was always kind of factored into the mix. And if recruiting needed to be done, you just hopped on the jet skis and went to Hogan's Beach and go recruiting. Other than that, everything kind of was in the house. We really didn't didn't need much. It was just we had the crazy people and you had the bottles if anyone wanted to drink. A lot of time you think people were hammered at these things, but there was so much activity you do an entire like six to nine hour party and realize you didn't have a drop of alcohol the entire day because it was that insane.
1: So the Gronkowskis are throwing a party. Mojo's there. We know their relationship. How does job and BJ Upton end up at this party? How do you get invited to this? Like, I would like to take this
6: story if possible.
1: <laughs> go ahead, Mojo.
6: <laughs> we go, we do a Sunday fun day, me and a bunch of buddies, right? This was my first year in WWE's developmental program We are all dirt poor. And we go out one day on a Sunday, fun day, dressed much like I am right now, zebra print, head to toe, looking ridiculous. And me and probably like four or five buddies who are all equally broke. We go out. We're like, dude, we're going to buy a bottle today at the club. One bottle. We're all going to pool all of our funds and we're going to make this happen. And chicks are going to be impressed because we have a table and a bottle and it's ours. So we go there. And, of course, being broke, when the bill comes at the end of the day, we've been dancing, we're going ham, we're having the just the greatest time, the bill comes, everyone's just now sick because we're looking at this thing and tip and tax and all this stuff starts to stack on. We're like, man, we didn't account for this. We're about to get taken to the cleaners. So when we go, we finally come up with this plan to to break up the tab and, and split the bill. The uh, waitress tells us, oh, your, your tab has been paid. We're like, what do you mean? They're like, oh, that gentleman in the corner table over there paid your tab. He thought you guys were pretty funny dancing around and just paid your bill for you. And we're like, oh, my God. This was like the greatest gift. Sigh of relief. We stopped sweating. It was Java. We'd never met him. Never <laughs> wow. seen him before in our lives. He just appreciated the, the party skills and, and paid our tab without even telling us. Nicest gesture of all time. We go over to thank him. And there you go. That's how this whole friendship started, right a then friend- and there. A God friendship
1: was football. born. God bless football. Java, do you have any money left? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I remember I remember them dancing. I go, who
7: is this guy dancing with his shirt off? Sweating profusely at this point. Haven't seen him have a drink of booze, and he is over there just going bananas, shirt off over his head, sweating. And I'm like, what is going on here? (laughs) And they're like, they're just having a good time. I was like, they haven't even like, get them over here to have a drink or something. They haven't stopped dancing for two straight
1: hours. Like, what is going on? Ajaba, do you want to partake in the picking of NFL games with Chris and Mojo?
7: Well, hell yes, because I do understand what the spread is. Unlike Mojo, in that instance. <laughs>
1: Wait, but no, but Chris, here's the funny part. Mojo had a better had a better record when he didn't realize he was picking against the spread than what he did. I mean, hey, I I'm going to
6: mute you guys so tell me when I need to make my picks. So <laughs> all right,
1: we're going to go to the games right now. So here we go. All right, Bengals at Ravens. Bengals, good team. Ravens, really good team. Uh, Ravens at home, minus six and a half. We're going to start with Chris Gronkowski. Chris, you go first. Jabba, you go last here. Uh, I'll take take Ravens here. Cover. Okay. You got the Ravens minus six and a half. Mojo, who you got? Ravens, baby. Maryland all day. Okay. (laughs) Jabba, who do you got? (laughs) Ravens, 100%. Uh, The Panthers at the Giants. Giants look like a complete disaster today. (laughs) It's a bad game. Uh, The Giants are getting three points uh, at home. So the Giants are plus three. Uh, We'll start with Mojo on this one. Mojo, who do you got?
6: Panthers, because they can't let me down for the third week in a row. It
1: won't happen. (laughs) Going back to the well, Mojo. All right, Java. (laughs) Java, who do you got?
7: Can the Giants look worse? Um, I got to take the
1: Panthers at that point. Okay. Chris. Yeah, I'm. I'm going Carolina as well. Okay, Titans plus four at home. They're taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. Tough game. Tough game. Jabba, who do you got? Chiefs. Wow, that was quick. Uh, Chris,
6: Easy. who do you have? I'll
5: go Titans here. They always play close games. I'll go Titans.
6: Uh Mojo, who do you have? Chiefs, so I can support my identical twin Travis Kelsey. <laughs> you just put that. Get that everywhere.
1: Uh, let's go. Uh, all right. We'll go, Chris, here. Uh, Raiders minus three. They're taking on the Eagles. Who do you have here, uh, Chris? Oh. oh,
5: where is it? Mm. Is it in Philly?
1: No, is it's it? Eagles at Raiders. It's yeah, in Vegas. Vegas. It's, in Ve- it's in Vegas. You guys, okay. you know Vegas. I mean, you
6: guys know where is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll go Raiders here. All right. Uh, Mojo? I'm going to go Eagles just to disagree with Chris. That's the only reason I'm picking them. I okay. Like it. All right, and uh, Jabba, who do you have? I, I
7: mean, Raiders at home, that environment, and obviously they've proven they could win there. So
1: we'll, uh, they can put all the other stuff to the side, they're going to win. All right, Mojo, I like what you're doing there. You
6: got to go oppo sometimes. You know? we're, we're, we're agreeing too much here. Somebody's got to separate from the Pets. I like oh, wow. that play, yeah. Mojo.
2: Mojo, you ever tell anyone you're Kelsey? If you do something, they're like, who is it? You're like, oh, it's just Travis Kelsey. You just keep it moving. It doesn't stick to you. No,
6: absolutely not. There's too mm. much name power of being Mojo, so I got to bet on myself here.
2: No, no, no. I'm saying, like, if you do something and you don't want it to stick to you, you're like, no, no, this is Travis Kelsey doing it. Oh! This. Yeah, right, yeah. Right,
1: right.
6: This is good. Yeah, I'm going to start that. Yeah, uh, you haven't done it yet. <laughs> I got to um, keep my hand clean. You have; somebody done else it? has to go down for it. It's okay. Right. So you haven't done it yet, th-
1: and that's very nice of you to thank Billy there. That's it. So you haven't done it yet, but moving forward, you will absolutely do it. Yes. Yes, I will. Okay. And Chris, who do people mistake you for? Is it the obvious?
5: Uh, I don't. No one really. Sometimes they think I'm Rob until like Rob walks up. Well, Stu yeah. Gatz was calling you Rob today. So.
1: Oh, yeah. Exactly. I did the same exact thing. Java. Who do they mistake you for? Anybody? <laughs> Oh, Wyndham. I yeah. hope yeah. Joe knows that one. All right, fi- final game here. We'll start with Jabba. Uh, what a dreadful game you picked, Billy. What <laughs> a terrible game. We have the Cardinals, minus 17, wow. 17 points at home. Why? They're playing Davis Mills and the Houston Texans. That's why. So yeah. Jabba Chamberlain, minus 17, Cardinals, who might be the best oh. team in the NFL. Uh, they are at home. Who do you got, Java? That's the game you picked, Billy? Holy <laughs> shit. Um, <laughs>
7: there's some
2: horrible games this week. Like, there are
1: Jab- oh, 100-, 100%. 100%. if you had an almond or a water balloon, would you pelt Billy with it right now? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> both of them. I'd do both. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> All
7: right. I mean, you you get- got to take the Cardinals at home, don't you? I mean, it's right. it's a lot of points, but golly i mean i could i could have picked my high school football team right now and
1: i'd have better option all <laughs> right so you t- so you're taking the cardinals yes i mean houston on the road is bad man like at oh. home <laughs> at home <laughs> it's it's not very good all right so you guys i think you're all going to take the cardinals here is that what i'm sensing yeah let's uh, do it card
5: yeah I'm, I'm going cardinals here
1: all right so last all, week you're all t- mojo i want to tell you something you have been such a great friend to this podcast, to me, to Billy, to Mikey A, and you keep bringing your friends on. I'm going to bring a friend on for you next week, or at least try to bring a friend on for you next week, okay?
6: Whoa, oh, who's it going to be?
1: Travis Kelsey,
6: okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm
1: serious. Kelsey's my boy, so I'm going to. he's been on the show before, and I'm going to try to get Kelsey on with you, okay, so you guys can
6: talk to each other. I like it. I met him in Puerto Rico right after the season ended. Good dude. You're going to get really mixed up talking to us that whole time.
2: Maybe all Kelsey's right. the one that threw all of Jabba's money out, and it wasn't Mojo, and that's why he didn't remember.
6: Ooh, that's true. It could have happened. But you got to blame uh, it on somebody, right?
7: Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yes, you do. Uh, all right, so next week, Jabba, here is your job, okay? you, We have to get BJ Upton on next week, okay? Oh, I, I can make that happen. And I will get uh and I will get Kelsey on. Uh where's Big G? What is Big G doing today? Chris? Uh, Big G's hiding, man. He don't answer. <laughs> Why is he hiding?
5: He's scared of the media <laughs> still. Tom BJ's coming next week. Tom
1: BJ, yeah, Tom
5: BJ's yeah, coming on. Big G missed the party. He wasn't there for that.
1: Wait, Chris, now how do you want to do this moving forward? Do you want mojo to promote your shit? Or do you want I was just about to say <laughs> how, do you how
6: how's, you- how's about- yeah. I'll tell you what, I'll go first and then I'll toss it to Chris. No, you All can't
5: right. go first, man. We already talked about this. No, 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 no. You no, need no. your
6: reps, man. You got to practice. You got to get these things in. That's no, mo- the only way you get better. Practice makes perfect.
1: Mojo, may I make a suggestion? Why don't you promote Chris's stuff first and then finish with a flurry on your stuff, okay? <laughs> yeah,
6: a flurry. Chris, what do you want me to promote for
5: you? Ah, uh, man, we got, uh, this is pretty cool, actually. So uh, the Four Brothers, we're going to start doing a live show every Tuesday, I think, on our YouTube channel. Yes. Oh, It'll be live, it'll be Q&A with the audience as well, so check out the Gronk's YouTube channel. Let's hear it, Mojo. All
6: right, ladies and gentlemen, check out the Gronk's YouTube channel as their close personal friend. I can tell you how difficult it is to get these madmen together at the exact same time. I've been trying and failing for years, but now we have done it. Every Tuesday, they're coming together to talk about the craziest things you've ever heard of in your life. It's a must-see, so check it out, baby. Mojo, if I'm going to buy two stocks today, what am I buying? Ooh, we got to be careful about giving investment tips versus investment advice. Therefore, Mojo doesn't get sued later, and I have to say that Travis Kelsey was actually on the show. (laughs) 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 Therefore... If I was going to give someone a tip, we're still talking about our partnership with Beyond Protocol. That's where we're going to take this. And it gets you free ice shakers, courtesy of Christopher Gronkowski, as he's showcasing right now. Free coins, free shakers. We'll have more on that. Check my Instagram and give me a follow because I'm trying to get to 669,000 followers or 6.9 million or 69 million. And I got some work to go, so. (laughs) Do you you shut it off once you arrive at one of those numbers? (laughs) Yeah, I'm blocking anyone else following me. That's it. Look how
5: many people he follows. This has been uh, a, a challenge for him over the last two years.
6: I follow 69 people. Of course you do. (laughs) No, you don't understand how difficult it is. I've had to unfollow half of my family, uh, my mother. I've been on dates, Stugatz, first dates, where the chick said, I just followed you, follow me back. I tell her I can't do that. I'm sorry. It's nothing (laughs) personal. It's a work thing. And she says, if you don't follow me, this date is over right now. So I say, check, please, and pay the bill and say it was nice to meet you.
2: Wow. You can't just, like, unfollow Chris or something?
6: Can't do it. Mm. Can't do it. Can't. (laughs) Won't do do it.
1: Java, are you doing the same? Like, are you? <laughs> no one's no, doing the same.
7: No, no, nobody <laughs> nobody has that type of motivation to keep that number intact than <laughs> this man that we talked to as Mojo.
1: All right, I love you guys. I'll talk to you. Java. thank you for doing this, man. We appreciate it. You got it, we'll guys. To... Anytime. All right, we'll talk to you guys next week. Better, guys. See ya. Somebody's in a hotel room. Yes, I am. Your wife finally kicked you the out, huh? Yes, my wife finally kicked you the out. Yeah, ma'am. <laughs> Where are you seriously? I'm in Colorado. What are you doing? I'm uh, checking. I'm doing a uh, very uh, uh, up close detail look at the Broncos. Oh, is that right? Yes. I'm looking at Vic Pangio's uh sophisticated offense, up close and personal. <laughs> You're funny. You're funny. <laughs> no, nah, but my wife and I came out to a uh, a couple of dead shows at Red Rock. Uh,
8: so, oh, so awesome. So you came out there to smoke some weed well, and dead shows. Awesome. The
1: second you and I are done, that's exactly what I'll be doing, okay? Awesome. Damn, yeah. I'm jealous. I gotta so wait
8: we, I, I try to do weekends only right now. I wait I wait till like my work day's over on Thursday and then I get out get after uh, it.
1: Um, we'll keep that part out and I don't care you're okay. allowed
8: no I don't care I, I talk about smoking weed all the time so you want I'm to know it's funny when that. you
1: go to concerts now in places like uh Chris Sims with us God bless football um God bless it. so here's what's funny so when you go to concerts like in Massachusetts or Colorado and you're going through security and they're like empty your pockets we're so accustomed for so long to just hiding shit everywhere right yes right so the cops now say to your security Hey, empty all of it, including the weed. Let's not do it. Like, And so you're like, it's jarring, man. And so you're just throwing it into the bin. You're throwing it yeah. into the bin. <laughs> and, I know. That he, takes some getting used to yeah, it, for sure. He's like, I can't arrest you. It's legal. And he goes, and I, and so one of the cops goes, and I smoked myself last night. I'm like, OK, I feel cool. that. Oh, yeah. You don't got to worry about it out there. And like, I mean, why, why is anybody worried?
8: I mean, come on. It's about as arbitrary as having an after-dinner right, drink or after-work drink, like, and if I took like the five dumbest things I ever did in my life, they were all under the influence of alcohol, not weed. <laughs> have you gone to like a cannabis recreational store? Uh, so I mean, I have my medicinal card here in Connecticut. Right. I have out in California. I did, and even you know in Denver. No, it just became legal maybe when I just or may have been just medical when I was when I was on the Broncos in two thousand nine, right. and. You know, I didn't go into a store there, but been to one in
1: California. I mean, yeah, it's yeah, like, it's pretty cool. The first time I was, it was jarring for me, man. Like to, like you, when you walk into a place like I almost preferred the the seedy way I used to do it, which was in a back alley. And, you know, like <laughs> I just try not try not to get, you know, trying not to get arrested. Uh, Because it was jarring for me to walk into a place where I'm buying marijuana in front of two officers. I know. know. Yeah. (laughs) And like asking questions about it and getting intelligent (laughs) answers back. It it definitely takes some getting used to. It It does. Uh, I love that you're willing to talk about this. (laughs) It delights me. No doubt. No doubt. It's it's one of my favorite hobbies right there, is smoking weed for sure. So listen, is it just me cuz like and, and listen, it's not it's not because this is coming on the heels of a win. It was a terrible win, a bunch of bad decisions by Urban Meyer against the bad football team of the Dolphins. I said it a couple of weeks ago. I've noticed it seems like Urban and their coaching staff is slowly figuring out a way the correct ways to use trevor lawrence are you noticing anything different with him
8: well I, I think he's played really well and i do think the offense has grown a little bit more than from where it was like the first two weeks of the year where i'd watch film and go ah eh, that's kind of basic stuff man defenses are going to catch up you know catch on to that in a hurry right. you know so i think it has expanded to a degree and really honestly i I just think Trevor Lawrence is just getting used to life in the NFL more like, like we kind of talked about last week or the week before. You know, he's more comfortable. I feel like the quality of like the throws and the football. And then listen, I'm into like the spiral and how's it spinning. There's something to that. If he's throwing perfect spot, I mean it means the mechanics are good. He's comfortable. He's loose. I think we see all of that, let alone like a few eye-popping throws every game. Yes. And yeah, I'm sure they're getting a feel for, hey, what plays are he's comfortable with? And then these throws he's comfortable with as well. So let's build more off of that. And I think that's a fair assessment for sure.
1: Are you still confident he'll be a great quarterback? Not good. Great. I, yeah, no, okay. I,
8: I am. Yeah, I, I really, I. you know, right now out of the, like I'm very confident in the great quarterback of, I still have him and Zach Wilson for sure. And I think Justin Wilson, Justin Fields, I feel very strongly about so far from what I've seen. Mac Jones has got everything except I'd like to see a little more physical ability. I'm not going to lie about that. You know, so I I don't doubt that Mac Jones will succeed. But as it looks right now, he needs a system and a formula to succeed. He doesn't have the physical ability some of these other guys do. But I would like to see him be a little bit better of an athlete. You know, throw the ball with a little bit more power instead of just always touch and timing and rhythm. Um, but all of them have been pretty impressive for the most part. But I think just to my eye, yeah, Trevor and Zach are the ones who will pop to me more more than the, the rest of the group.
4: You look at this weekend and one of the big games is Baltimore and Cincinnati. Cincinnati's kind of been a surprise this year, but is this kind of the show me game for them? Is this the, the team they need to beat before we start taking them seriously in that division? I think that like
8: it's gonna take that for the national media to kind of buy into it a little bit. I said last week, even you're on there, think, this football, you're there already. Football, yeah. Well, I said that at football night in America. I just said, like, hey, they're they're here to stay. Don't expect them to lose six games in a row and we sit here and look up and they're four and four and eight or four and ten. There's enough talent on the team and they're coached well enough on both sides of the ball now to where they're gonna be a pain in the butt. And I think they'll be in the playoff conversation as come December. Do they need to be Baltimore in my eyes to go, oh, they're here to stay? No, they don't. But I do think there's still a lot of people just because of the old Bengals. They expect them to fall off and they're not buying into it yet. But, you know, offensive line solid. It's not great. The offense itself is good, not great. But you got a quarterback who's playing himself back to great level as he gets healthier and healthier. You got a great wide receiver at Jamar Chase. You got a great running back. And then you got pretty good receivers to support that cast there, too, you know, as as in Boyd and and Higgins. And then the defense, man, Mikey A, you know, pretty good pass rushers. And their secondary has got some talent and speed to it. So, you know, it wasn't a fluke. They were in a a nail-biting game against the Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers a few weeks ago
1: they can hang with the big boys and I do think they're here to stay I'd spend the next couple of years building that offensive line the best I can if I'm the Cincinnati Bengals but since here's what I love the most about last week listen they beat Detroit but what I love the most about it is what you just pointed out that was on the heels of a really difficult loss to the Green Bay Packers and Burrow was able to just shake it off go back out there against a bad team and beat them the way a good team is supposed to beat a bad team
4: Feels like a game they lose in years past. Yeah, yeah, you know, that's really
8: right. In years past, you're right. That that week before loss to the Packers would have filtered over to the next week and you've gone, damn, man, what a letdown week. They're better than this team. But I just, hey, you know, I think Zach Taylor's got a pretty good feel now for how he wants to coach. Joe Burrow is some good player, stubborn SOB leader. He's not going to let this whole Bengals, you know, negative mantra follow him he's gonna beat it to death and beat it down and you know to your point Stugats, yeah they came out and we're like no we're better than you we know we're better than you we're gonna put our foot right on your throat to start okay. the game yeah. and we're gonna end the discussion and they did that and you know they're I think they're kind of fun to watch too yeah Burrow's slippery the way he moves around and they're a big play football team I mean you look at every game they make a few plays 40 50 yards down in the field And it's fun to watch. uh, In my unbutton
1: podcast, football night in America, and PFT with Mike Florio, Chris Sims, with us here every week on God bless football. Uh, Aaron Rodgers taunting the Bears fans. I know your answer to this, (laughs) but I have to ask it. Love it or hate it. I love it. Of course. I mean, what?
8: What the? this is football. This is what it's for. <laughs> yeah.
6: like, I just wanted the... that answer. <laughs> well,
8: I know. I just don't understand. Like, and, you know, I saw like today, like Owen Krutz, you know, the ex-center for the Bears is mad and says he wants to punch him in the face. Like, like, and I'll echo what I heard Aaron Rodgers say. Have we got that sensitive that we can't talk crap now to each other? Right. I mean, come on. Aaron Rodgers, nobody gets crapped on by fans and media more than him. You know, everybody, oh, you should have won more Super Bowls. I mean, so – I'm sure he was hearing it from that group all game long. He went over there, scored a touchdown. He gave it back. I mean, you know, come on. Like, that's just insane to think that. And it goes on on the sidelines at every game with players and teams and everything, except this was Aaron Rodgers at a touchdown and the camera was four feet from his face. And we could hear (laughs) what he said a little bit. But, man, come on, everybody. Like, damn, it's football. It's not supposed to be best friends time all the time.
1: Uh, I agree with everything you just said, but there are a few people in the world where if they want to punch me in the face, I would be more terrified. (laughs) No doubt. He (laughs) will rearrange our faces in a hurry. I
8: literally was like, wait, do I want to bring this up? Because he might be the kind of guy, if I see him, that might punch me in the face. I really was.
1: not going to lie. Sims, I (laughs) care about you, man. What are you
0: doing?
8: I know.
1: I know. We might have to call up... Tony Baselli to help me and protect me or something. He's <laughs> okay, you got your back. Uh, I would say goalie, but goalie's sixty now. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a day yeah. he could handle it, but not now. <laughs> yes, there was a day. Sims, what the f- are you supposed to do about Kyler Murray?
8: <laughs> what do you do?
1: <laughs> yeah, no,
8: there's not a lot you can do. I mean, Arizona's super talented. Like they got superstars on both sides of the ball. And here's where they've changed this year as compared to years past. Yeah, he's way better on third down. There's no doubt. The offense gives you more to think about. There's more formations. You see more tight ends on the field at times. They're more patient with the run game. I think we discussed this like two, three weeks ago. You know, so they don't let you off the hook. to just go, we're going to throw at every play and have four wide receivers and just be limited to that. So within the scheme, they're giving you different stuff to think about, different personnel sets. And here's the other thing, too. They've become – uh, like a little surgical, yes. too, to where they used to be very big play reliant. Like, oh, they're not going to go down and score unless they rip off one play of 30 or 40 yards. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, Kyler Murray's smart enough. The offense is giving him enough different options and things to where they've gone, well, we can go big play, no doubt. But if you want to play like, don't let us have a big play, that's fine. We'll go 12 plays, 80 yards, and still score a touchdown. And I think that's where they've kind of gone to another level let alone the defense is super talented and well coached too.
4: Have people figured out the Shanahan run system? I'm looking at the the teams that run it, the the Jets, the Rams, Green Bay, San Francisco, they're ranked 12, 17, 21, and 31. Is this just individual teams not being able to do it? Or is there something that's been figured out by defenses?
8: Uh, I think there's probably a little bit more common knowledge about the scheme than there used to be, no doubt. And don't even forget, like, the Minnesota Vikings and Stefanski are right up that lane, too. I mean, you know, that was Kubiak in Minnesota, which, of course, is Shanahan, right? So I think there's some merit to what you're saying, Mike EA, for sure. Yeah. You know, some of the rules and how they run and what, you know, what they do against certain fronts on the front seven and how they're lined up. I think teams have one, you know, of course, trying to beat these damn great coaches. They have to study it that way. But then also, they've gone. Wait, that's a good way to do that. Let's implement that in our run scheme. And that's, I think, the other thing I see. So not only does he have his coaches out there, but I see teams that play the 49ers, and then two or three weeks later, I see them running the 49ers run plays. It's like the Seattle scheme. What happened there in Seattle? All those coaches started to go everywhere. The whole league, Tampa 2, the same thing when I was in Tampa. Coaches go everywhere. All of a sudden, eight or nine teams are running Tampa 2 teams start to copy it because, oh, it works for them. Let us do it. And offenses and defenses build inventory on how to attack it. And I think that's a fair assessment. I think, Mikey, to your point, I think that's probably why Shanahan opted to go Trey Lance because he's, I think, a little probably worried about the league catching up to his offense a little bit. and He thought maybe this might be a little bit of a a curveball to change things up and get people off him a little bit.
4: So the Jets got the RC Cola is what it is. They've, they've got the fourth iteration. Of well, they're Cole. all RC Cola. <laughs> to me, they're
8: all RC. I mean, they, you know, I think the world is Sean McVay, but you know, again, like when it comes to the running scheme, nothing's better than what Shanahan does, and he always finds a new way to add two or three new ideas every few weeks where you just go, damn, that's smart. I mean, he's a run game genius, but you know, to your point, no, what what Mike and Matt LaFleur do is still plenty good, and you know, and Matt LaFleur flew up in Green Bay. he started off with the basics and he's slowly and surely kind of broken some barriers and started to expand to be a little more creative himself too. So you know it's on the coach at some point to to break away from your professor. And become your own master a little bit, and, and come up with your own identity and how you want to do things.
1: I'm a fan of RC Cola. So I am. I do. I like it.
8: Well, I mean, I, I'm I'm not really. I mean, it can't be Coke <laughs> or Pepsi. I only no, no, like Coke's it just because like ever. used to be in the in Yankee Stadium outfield. I've never yes. used to say RC Cola all the time. I was yeah. like the only thing I liked about it. Really,
1: you you agree? A fountain Coke is the greatest drink of of all time, right? Fountain Coke. What? What? Well, you give you, me a fountain Coke. No, you're
8: right. When you give me a fountain yes, Coke yes. that's fully carbonated and burns the back <laughs> of my throat, man, there's <laughs> nothing better than that.
1: Makes you feel alive, right? It's
8: it does. I love it.
1: There might be one or two things better than that, but it's up there. Uh, uh, Mikey, yeah, make sure Billy puts that on the pole, okay? Uh yes. does, does a fountain Coke make you feel like you're alive, okay? Uh Last question. We'll get you out of your on Button Podcast, Football Night in America, PFT with Mike Florio. Uh, this is a question Dan and I have been asking kind of jokingly on our show for many, 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 many years. I'm going to ask the best of the business right now. Is Kirk Cousins good? Yes, he is good. Okay. Yes, no doubt about it.
8: He's that's better than next he week. gets credit for. Well, listen, he's not a superstar, all right? So I guess that's where I'd say. Um, he's not the guy that's going to carry your football team if things aren't going right. But what he does is if you give him a little system – and give him a few schemes and, and, and be a little creative. He's smart as shit, so he's going to make the right decision every time. And if you give him a spot to throw the ball, he's going to hit the bullseye. And that's, to me, where he's really good. So, like, can he pull off – could, could he play with, you know, like Kansas City or Josh Allen and some of those things they're asked to do at times? And then, oh, it doesn't work, get out of the pocket and still get us 20 yards? No. He cannot do that, but he can fully take advantage of a good offense and a good system, and he's not going to miss many high degree of difficulty throws. I mean, Stugatz, and, and you know, you know, tell Dan too. Like when you watch their highlights every week, look at it. There's no dink or dunk. It's it's thirty yard crosser. It's twenty yard in cut. It's sixty yard post. It's forty yard go route. So it's not like he's totally a system oh i need the coach to figure out how to get me five yards no he just needs a little run game and once he's coached a little bit he can take advantage of that coaching and uh expose you that way and that's where i say he's
1: a good quarterback that's just outside the top 10 I'm button podcast football night in america and pft with mike florio chris sims with us here every week on god bless football you're the best dude thanks man see you guys all right see you buddy
2: Stigats, we haven't talked about the star from the league last night.
1: We talked about Case Keenum. (laughs) No. The other star, Dearness Johnson. Oh, what a story, Dearness Johnson.
2: Yeah.
1: EJ. You think he should retire? Absolutely. Why? Because... Just go out on top.
2: Yeah. I mean, he he almost matched his career rushing totals last night. He had a touchdown. I think it was his first... He had he's a little shy of his career total in carries. I mean, if you're going to go out on top, it seems like this is a good opportunity to, to do so.
1: He uh, he entered last night, I believe, with 37 total carries. Yeah. Uh, for his career, I believe he had 25 uh, last night. He had a great game um, and he led the uh, he led the Browns to a win in the most boring game in the history of football. Yeah. Um, but he did. Uh, Billy, I have a question for you, though, on that front. So he had yeah. 22 carries, 146 yards, and a tutty. Mm. Uh, he had 35 carries entering that game. So he had a career game, which, is by the way, is the reason that you don't take running backs high in the draft. You don't take Saquon Barkley. He gets injured. You don't have Nick Chubb. You can find running backs anywhere, hence the Browns. Dearness mm-hmm. Johnson last night, 25, uh, 22 carries, 146 yards, and a touchdown. You asked the question, should he retire? Uh, I want to ask you a question before I answer that. Mm-hmm. He led the Browns with that kind of performance. He led the Browns to a victory, had a career game, and he played so well that Browns fan, I think, I'm not even certain, LeBron James, uh, Finney's very excited. He's been waiting for this topic the entire show. I mean, um, LeBron James tweeted about Dearness Johnson. So, I will answer your question and say, yes, retire today, go out on top, okay? Mm -hmm. But I want to ask you a question. Is Nick Chubb nervous? No. Oh. If you could only have one, you have that performance, but you have it in a loss, but you have LeBron tweeting about you, would you rather, if you're Dearness Johnson, rather win the game based on your performance or lose the game by a field goal, but you still have LeBron tweeting about you.
2: With the same stats?
1: Yes, with the same stats, but you have lost the game. LeBron tweeting get, about me. You get a win and no LeBron tweet? A loss with a LeBron tweet. LeBron would... tweet. <laughs> yeah. Why would you not? Exactly. I agree. Yeah, I agree. So he got a win and a LeBron tweet, and you and I are both saying Ernest Johnson, hang him up? Yeah. I mean, yep. yeah. Yep. You're right. I think so. Yep. You're right. Yep. Go out right on top. God bless football. God bless football, to Ernest Johnson. <laughs> Our thanks to Mike Olick Sr. Thanks to Chris Sims. Thanks to Mojo. Uh, thanks to Chris Gornkowski, and thanks to Jabba Chamber. <coughs> BJ up the next week. <laughs> God bless football. God bless football, Billy.